Welcome back to another episode of Stream and Thought. Here we are, late at night, uh, for episode number 93. And we start off uh, by talking a little bit about, my goodness, packing and moving. Packing for trips and traveling and moving. The and, stress uh, and transition. Yeah. And um, a little small tidbit on someone trying to get me to do something. I'm just like, hell no. But then we talk about, we just go for a great roller coaster ride of uh, philosophy. And I just feel like this episode, that whole segment really was like stream of thought at one of its finest. It was just kind of. It really was like was the embodiment great. of a stream it of thought. It was a yeah. stream of thought yeah. and it was extremely exciting and uh, enjoyable. So with that being said, episode number 93, stream of thought after dark. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you enjoy. Well, when I researched it, basically it's uh, something to keep like like apps running at a minimal level, but also is able to activate them on a quick. I'm not explaining it very well, but basically, so like it the, so helps it's like the functionality of the computer. So is that, the, the so the pieces. apps are like warmed up when you're ready to use them. I guess. I mean, it, it more or like less, uh, like when the kicker's about to go in, he's doing some practice kicks just in case. I would assume so. I mean, it 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 seems that it's meant for the functionality, but I haven't been able to tell the difference. Like I've disabled it and been able to operate mm-hmm. with my computer just fine, opening yeah. whatever programs I need to open, but. Yeah, I like how your awesome. shoes are green. Oh, dude! From mowing things, the lawn. How these things are just falling apart, man. Didn't you? Weren't those relatively new? No, these things are. Oh yeah, the side. Yeah. How did that? What? I I run in these things. I've ran probably about two. How old are those? Miles in these things. How old are those shoes? Oh, two, three years maybe. What? Two to three years. I thought you had new shoes. I do. Where are they? What? Which new? Have I seen them? Yeah, they're kind of dirty though. Because the blue ones. Believe it or not, um, these were they the Under Armour blue ones. Huh? Are they the blue ones you have? Never mind. Go ahead. What about those? Oh no. Well, as green as these are, and the, so these are like what a Nike, Nike New Balance, New Balance, um, which is shaded green thanks yeah, to my uh, yard burning, but. Uh, the reason why I'm not wearing my new ones are because they're even worse because I accidentally wore those when I mowed the lawn today. So oh, they are they okay. are both wet and uh, bright green. So those are your, the ones you have now are your lawn mowing shoes and you accidentally wore your regular shoes. <laughs> yeah. Got it. More or less. Okay. So fun, um, fun story. So something happened to me today that I think you'll be proud of like, oh, from yeah. when I last saw you. So I get a text from the people that I recently did the movie with. And uh, it said something like, uh, it says something like, hey, um, we need to redo a shot. Are you available tomorrow um, to do this or whatever? We only need to reshoot the last shot from yesterday. Can you meet us tomorrow at 8.30 a.m.? Because when I was trying to get this configured, I let them know, like, hey, these are some of the days that I'm available. And it's like, can you meet us tomorrow at 8.30? And I'm just like, I am not driving to you know, whatever it was, like a 45-minute drive um, to do one shot. Like, that's just not going to happen. If this was, like, a contract and I was getting paid, like, for travel and everything, totally. I'm always – I'm down for that. 
But I was like, hell no, I thought of this. And I was like, I can't answer this. I just got to work. I'm like, I can't answer this right now. I'm going to go to work. I just can't think about this. Wait, so what was the what was and the exact, like... It was like, we need to... We, we I think we need to reshoot the very last shot. Can you meet us at the forest So just one shot. Just like, they yeah. just want to do one thing, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah, want yeah, you yeah. to go all the way back. Like, one shot, probably do, thing. like, two or three takes of one shot. And um, oh, so I'm like, oh, hell no. Oh my I'm like, God. absolutely not. And... Uh, did you say that, or did you just not respond? Well, so here's the thing. Oh, I respond God. several hours later, because I got to work. I'm like, I can't... I'm not doing this right now, and uh, I just got to work, and I just want to work. So then I texted him, and I said, no, I can't, because, like, we finished up yesterday, and uh, and I've made plans for the time slots that I otherwise would have been available. The earliest that I could meet you is next week, you know, Thursday morning. And uh, I just threw that out there because I'm just like, you know what? I'm not doing this right no, now, right? Don't Watch this, earliest. bro. Okay, go on. Watch this, yeah, though. Okay. Watch. So then he hits me back and he's like, oh, we're leaving for London on Tuesday. Can you meet Tuesday morning? Because I said, how about Thursday morning? And then I text him back like, no, bro, Thursday is the earliest. And then he texts me back like, oh, okay, well, we just looked at the footage again. It looks, everything looks okay. We should be a good. Thanks for all your help. Let you know when, you know, the, the final cut's done. It's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what it would have been too. I mean, good for you though. Yeah. Good for you. Sticking that, with your guns, man. And you know what I thought too? Like... Honestly, I'm wow, guessing, look, at, look at what 10 hours does to a man. It totally changes his character. I'm I'm guessing that it was because of the sunlight, maybe. That's what I'm guessing. I don't know, because Be- the sun had been going oh, down. Oh, oh, okay. That's the only thing so I can you're, think you're of. So you're trying to, there's, God, don't try to figure out That's people who think of, but again, aren't thinking I'm like, to begin with. No, it's not happening, no. you know? Not happening. So there was, I just wanted to share that real quick. Wow. Yeah, I have to say. How how could we be taping an episode of Stream of Thought right now if I'm in Minnesota? We're taping it we're, because, we're, we, because taped we're one, taping it. Yeah. we taped one. Episode 92 was recorded this morning. Episode 93 is being recorded 13, 14 hours later. So, like, not to throw off anyone yeah. who's like, <laughs> wait, they said this, at the end of the last this episode. This isn't happening uh, live. Wait, yeah. This is not. This uh, is this pre pre recorded at a, yeah. a, a pre recorded. This does not happen live. Time. That's not how podcasts work. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, needless to say, in the past um, ten hours or so, like aside from mowing the lawn, I ended up uh, packing up all. Oh stuff right, right. Tell me about like this. That. Yeah. Oh my Packing's god, Packing's a dude. bitch, isn't it? It is the worst. Can't, like what? Give just give me your experience of packing like so, what, what okay. comes to mind when you think of okay packing so real quick getting ready to move when i okay so let's see i'll tell you about packing and then i'll tell you about moving so for packing i usually just have pack everything in a backpack all right um and i just it's very simple i just make sure i have you know i'm usually wearing the pair of pants i'll be gone if i'm gone for a few days you know i'll pack like three or four or five Pairs of socks, underwear, some t-shirts. I always pack one pair of everything, everything, socks and underwear and an extra t-shirt, one or two for, uh, if I'm gone for three days, I'll pack for like four or five, you know, just in case. And uh, I essentially just grab my toiletry bag, 
make sure I got my phone charger, phone, wallet, keys, you know. But even that, it's so minimal. Even being gone for a couple days, I find myself just checking over and over and over. I got my wallet. I got my keys. I got my phone. I got my charger. Toiletries. Got got my toiletries. Okay, everything's set. Okay, let me just check one more time. <laughs> you know? A little OCD. Yeah, going on right just to there. make sure. Because any, if you're missing one item, especially like if you're going on an airplane, it just throws everything off. Like, it is a pain fuck, I forgot my sunglasses. Fuck, I forgot my chaps. Deodorant. Number fuck, one thing. I forgot my deodorant. Fuck, I forgot my phone charger. Like, one thing is just like, ugh. I have to say, I've never forgotten a phone charger. I've never forgotten, I don't know. Most things. That's good. I don't know. That's good. Un- underwear, clean socks. Yeah. Those are always things. But I do double. I do double and triple check. That that has become natural habit. Yeah. And I have found on the double te- double check at least. Yeah. I realized. Oh yeah, I did forget to pack underwear. That would have been an issue. When I went to uh, California last month, I had uh, I told you how I was getting my new license, and they gave me a piece of paper. Like, this is your driver's license until your actual card comes in the mail. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to California. I'm like, and luckily I remembered, like, shit, I'm bringing my passport because this piece of paper isn't going to fly if I'm at the airport or, like, if I'm at uh, the car rental. Because at the car rental, I gave them my old license with the hole punched through it. And they're like, oh, do you have your real license or do you have the piece of paper or whatever? I'm like, so I had the piece of paper, but when I went to, uh, went through security, I gave them my driver's license. They had the hole punched through it. Luckily, they were like, they didn't think anything of it. I never had to whip out my passport okay. at a bar at the airport, but I did pack it just in case. Yeah. I had my new driver's license. Oh, it finally came this in. Is, this is Very one of nice. those where it's like, you take a picture, and the picture turns out completely different than when, than what you remember. I totally look like I would be a follower of uh, Charles Manson, and... His cult of, you know, happy-go-lucky individuals. <laughs> My other driver's totally license, right. I don't have it with me. My other driver's license, great, great driver's license photo. Really great driver's license photo. Dude, this one, you, you I look, look like, like I'm in jail. They, like, squished your face down. Looks like you have a fat face. Does yeah. it really? A little bit. They do know. that with passports. Maybe, maybe it's, passports, maybe they, like, the way stretch your face out yeah, a little bit, too. Yeah, maybe it's the way that you're, like, facing the camera. I think the camera Man. also is looking up at me. Oh, you're right. Because it's on yeah. a little desk. Whereas when I got it before, it was, like, flat me. against... It was, like, right the same height as my face. Yeah. But... Say uh, lovey. Yeah. But, yeah. So... But you've only moved, what, twice in your life right yeah well dude or, moving to college is a pain in the ass too yeah no no i'm saying like moving to and from but college, here's the thing like, though yes with that being said i've never had to move ever like well actually that's not true i've had like big stuff like couches and tvs but it's you got to dedicate some time i mean even moving from the dorms to the frat house right yeah it's like there's just shit that you got to like Move, like furniture, bookshelves, like mattresses, like yeah. whatever it is that you're like transferring. And oh my god, it's just it's exhausting. And one of like one of the bad habits that I that I think that I don't know. I mean, because I've moved what like in regards to like moving like all of these like moving locations maybe seven or eight times over the course of my life. 
of like having to move yeah. my basic possessions. Like, yeah. That I'm going to be residing in an area for a year or more. Probably had to do it like yeah, seven or eight times, and it's always been like wait until the last minute until I'm leaving. Yeah. Before I make sure that everything is like packed up and stuff like that. Most of the time, I'm just like vacating an area, so it's pretty easy to like check to make sure all your stuff is gone. Right. It's different moving in a place where you're like, because I'm like, and my parents, for for example, I'm keeping stuff. I'm keeping some stuff there just to like store. I've mm-hmm. like always kept certain like, yeah stuff that just isn't essential dorm rooms apartments like stuff like that yeah of my parents have a, a too, very yeah. uh very very uh large area to like keep stuff so i will take advantage of that but needless to say it's like last minute the sweat builds yeah that's what I you're just too. like shit did i, I remember everything yeah so this i was gonna say this is probably the first time. I'm literally probably about 95% done. Really? How long, how many hours have you devoted to this, to packing? Oh, man. Well, I was getting ready to move weeks ago, and so I did probably, like, 70% of that. Oh, I was okay. Going to, I was going to, like, well, maybe 60%. So like, some of it was already done. It's not like yeah, you started today. No, I, not like I started today, but... Regardless, I've never actually been so put together of being like, tonight, just need to get, like, toiletries and stuff in order, but everything is, like, locked and loaded to go. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And it's, like, weird. I have, like, 36 hours, and I've never done that before. Literally, leaving seminary, it was, like, I was two hours before I was getting ready to take the bus, like, at five in the morning... I'm going around, like, making sure everything's, like, packed up, that I've gotten my files from, like, the various, because I was Leaving doing, seminary? Like, yeah, yeah, union. What would you be going on a bus for? Uh, to the airport. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. To head back, so. I thought you were, like, getting on the bus at Chicago. Like, no, man. Fuck that. But, uh, today reminded me just how, I don't know, you're just moving back and forth, and you sweat so much, man. Yeah. Like, I was drenched in sweat a couple of times. Really? I was grateful I was grateful for the 40-degree weather that we had. Oh, just right. Ended up walking outside and just cool down in five minutes or so. Yeah, that's but, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've never had a... Sorry, I just did not <laughs> Dude, expect... Dude, you're, like, molting right now. I not. Ex- I did not expect this much hair to be... I did not expect to be shedding this much hair off my head. I'm sticking my concerned. fingers through my hair right now because my hair's been up and I'm leaving it down and... As I'm stroking through it, as a small mammal would with his fur or hair, <laughs> I just find all these strands of hair just coming out. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> no, yeah, we're, moving. Yeah, no, I, uh, I think we've, we've beaten that horse. Yeah. No, well, I, it, it, is, it is quite a... It, for those people out there who are able to have the discipline... To be all organized and set to go, like, even three days. If I if I was done three days ago or two days ago yeah. or whatever, I couldn't imagine how great I'd feel. Like, just knowing that I, I'm going to have Saturday to just, like, oh, be with right, my family okay. or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, record, no, record, record another episode. Yeah. Hang out with Neil. Yeah. Like, do whatever and not have to worry about, like, oh, I got to pack. I got to, like, yeah, you know, true. focus on all this other that's stuff. Good. And, you know, so... It's a it's a, something that maybe I'll uh, try to be a little more um, on the ball. In the future. One thing that interested me on your text message was when you asked, "Are people born good 
or evil. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. What, what prompted that uh, instigation? Or, in, or, uh, in, or uh, just that thought? <laughs> you know, not I, instigate. That bothers me. I didn't use that. What word was I thinking of that I didn't use? Uh, shit. I can't remember. When I use words incorrectly and I catch myself, I get so mad. Yeah, no. Okay, I mean, you continue. Could say what instigated it. Okay, I was yeah. thinking of another different no, word. You're fine. Oh, continue, okay. So, yeah, I, well, I feel like I'm not one. I am not one. I feel like I, I seek to rational, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of self-reflection, and I think that that's, okay. that's the basis of it. But, Really, you know, I'm I'm a person who's, who tries to understand where another person comes from, and if I can understand where they're coming from, like, I can't view them as bad, because they have a reason and ration for acting mm. why they do. And then I think there are other people who are, like, not capable of doing that, and just assume that people are, like, naturally evil. And it's fascinating coming from the perspective of, like, you only hear the question asked, like, you know that do you do you believe in hell or do you believe that people are evil like that sort of stuff you only hear those questions coming from people who actually do believe people are good or evil you know at their core whereas i don't know i wanted to pose that question to somebody who comes from a from the perspective of uh i believe that you know it, we are we are sort of self-determined by our actions you know not necessarily well, the embodiment of a particular form of morality to, it's kind of um, interesting, like, oh, this is a good person. This is a bad person. It's like, well, by whose definition? Yours? Exactly. I mean, it, it right? does seem there, there is an element of relativity, yes. I think, that, that comes into play. Huge element that, of relativity. And, and, and that's why I, at, like, even, I remember Sunday school, one of my earliest days, uh, oh, maybe it was uh, pre-confirmation, pre-confirmation, um, I was like, list out. Like, a, a list of people, like Gandhi, um, uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Adolf Hitler, um, Jesus, like, and, like, list them, like, good or evil, like, kind of thing, and, or, like, why do you think that they're good and evil, and I'm like, well, I mean, really, I, like, with Hitler, I was like, I don't know if he was evil, like, I, you know, like, <laughs> It is misunderstood. <laughs> I mean, it's misunderstood. But I mean, it's one of those things where, like, you know, you're you can do good or evil things, yeah. like, but you are not you are not like solely defined by right. a particular action. Because, like, say yes, like, okay, well, Hitler committed genocide, but what about the fact that he did a he did good for someone, like? The Autobahn. Whatever the fuck. Like, he... To (laughs) to say that there is not something... Like, that somebody did not, like, have a positive experience due to his actions is, like, to say that, you know, you're going to ignore that perspective. Right. And that that sort of relative uh, sense of, like, well, you know, how do you proportion it? And can you... Can you say that... When you say... For me, if you say a person is evil, you are saying that, like... All that comes that's from like, them uh, is like that's darkness. like Pablo Escobar, but then taking money and like building building playgrounds and funding like the funding the country. Pretty, like, like maybe much. maybe I I can envision 
like, an evil person, right? Like, somebody who just leaves nothing but misery and despair. In well, here's way. the thing real and quick like, that just, would that yeah, would no, help. No, go on. Yeah, yeah. Like good, like, good and evil, good and bad. It's like, well, it's all relative. And also, uh, there is, you know, the people who are perceived to be bad or evil, in their mind, do not believe themselves to be bad or evil. No, you know what and I'm saying? No one like, there's a reason. A no one thinks there's a reason. A bad no one. That Except for they, they There's like. a reason that they are um, thinking that way. Like, let's say, for example, let's just talk about Escobar again. For example, like, plenty of South American countries are like this, where there's just, like, corruption all over the place, no money. Like, when money does get used towards something good, you know a coup will overthrow the government that government the new government steps in and then like the, like that's what was like in brazil i'm asking like why are all these buildings constructed and they're not finished or it's just the skeleton and like oh because back in the day like 60 you know 40 50 years or you know my numbers fucked up like 40 50 60 70 years ago there would be a government, and they would start building something that they wanted to build, and then they get overthrown, and then that new government were like, "Well, that was a waste. Oh. Now we're we're going to use money to go do this." And so, like, all this money is being built towards stuff, and, and these regimes are all temporary. So all this money is going to places like building shit that doesn't get finished. Anyway, like going back, so like say with the drug and weapons trafficking and whatnot. Well, it's like all of this is going to the United States. If you look at this from a perspective of someone from a poor country, it's like, well, like, I'm doing this. Like, I got to feed my people. I need to look out for my country. I need to look out for, like, and here's another country that's just so much fucking money. Like, that's not my problem. I'm going to do what I need to do in order to help my Are fellow. Are we the evil uh, empire? Yeah, exactly, exactly, I mean, exactly, exactly. You know. So it's all relative. Another thing is I'm a firm believer that there is no, that there is no good and evil evil per se especially evil really i mean i don't think people are not born inherently evil something happened along their lives that led them uh, to believe a certain thing a set of beliefs or to behave a certain way and more importantly you know uh or, or equally importantly with their events is is maybe how they um is how they see themselves and others based on the amount of love they receive. So it's not really mm. there, there is mm. there's not love and evil or good and evil. Mm. There is love and there is a lack of love. That is you know so what I'm profound. saying, dude. You have literally just defined um, whether or not you've realized it. The core essence of Karl Barth's theology, really, like one of the one of the the giants of contemporary Christian thought. Which is like, like his his fundamental argument. He he is one of the most complicated, like hard to understand theologians of our time. But like his thought is why Christianity or whatever exists today. But like his fundamental argument comes down to there is that which is God, and there is that which is not God. That which is God is defined as love, like that. Is with that which is not God is defined as the absence of love, mm-hmm. like and so and and he describes it as like das nicht, uh, which is like the eternal darkness, mm-hmm. and so like that which connects us to like 
the love of God. Like, the love of God is eternal. Like, it's a love that, that defies explanation. It's, it's agape. It's, like, beyond yeah. um, beyond words. But, like, it is goodness. It is light. It is, like, things that, like, uplift us. Like, we feel good when we experience love. Like, unconditional love. Yeah. Um, and anything that separates us from that love, money, like, time constraints, like, you know, time itself, like aging, what, like anything that separates us from the love of God can be, you know, defined as that, that which is not, right, which connects us with. with and they're not these, again, even it, it, love and lack of love or e- evil, if you ever want to say it, it's, it's, it's not like the, these polar opposites, lack or love and lack of love. Everything out of the universe is love and light. And it's when you stray away from that, when you when the distance grows between that um, that core and you have a lack of love or a lack of light, it's every everything the light and love encompasses everything. Only when something or someone distances themselves away from that is it perceived as evil or lack of love. So, again, it's not like these two completely different forces combating one another that are complete separate entities. One is like born, a, a one is, yeah, outward. is an extension of the, is, so to speak, kind of, of the other, yeah, spherical. Um, and I think I was, I think that was it that I had for that little well, like how, that was going uh, like how... I have to say that that is probably like for example, real quick to interrupt you. If yeah. someone's like just doesn't have any self love and they hate themselves or they hate other people, you need to just literally em- bring them back and em- just embrace them and give them a hug and tell them everything's going to be okay. Bring them back into that warm, loving center. You know what I'm saying? Now it's so fascinating because I I honestly have met fellow you know, masters, students who have studied theology and philosophy and social discourse and all that, who have a less sophisticated view than what you probably just really. So it's, it's fascinating because like, where does, where does that come from? Is that like a self-born thing or is that something that like, where does that understanding of how the world operates come from? Because it's a very, um, like what you just described, like shit, dude, like you could totally write a thesis based off of if that's what you believe in your heart, yeah. like the amount of literature and, and, um, philosophy and theological works that are out there that like expand upon what you're saying is like, it will, it will make the world that much more clearer than the way that you see it right now. Yeah. It's like, um, I'm fascinated to hear. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious, like how how <laughs> how you sort of how have I, you always for like have you always sort of subconsciously known what it is that you just no explained to me? no not at all. Well, a little bit. So About it was probably like around that I was like eighteen or nineteen, and it was it was probably around when I was like when I was about maybe. Yeah, around 18 is when I started paying attention to kind of nature and the universe and and was just kind of was there a like little more any, a seminal moment or like a moment No, no, no. Of there like, wasn't any no, there wasn't like a It just sort of came to It was be just like you... a slow transition. It wasn't like any one thing really? happened. Interesting. It was just like some observations like, "Hmm, wow, okay. 
this is interesting. Um, and also just like reading book, reading books that have to do with that type of stuff in the more recent years. But the the crazy thing is, is like you, you start to, when you, when you begin the process of, of feeling awake and when you start to realize like, I think this is what enlightenment is a little bit. This is very interesting. And it's once you start to notice that it gets really easy when you notice that. And when you see other people, when it's not even on other people's radar and you realize a majority of people like pondering the universe and thinking of things outside of what we are trained or what we usually think, like you realize like, Oh, I'm one of the few people that thinks like that. So when you have a contrast, it's like, it gets a little easier, but, um, it's mostly from like reading books, just like being alone with my thoughts, being open to different things, not being closed minded and allowing myself to adopt new philosophies that may have contracted with old philosophies just based on just me growing as a person or just, you know, maybe, um, maybe somebody's ability to just, you know, sway me one way or another. Yeah. You are one of the few people who actually, uh, listen to an individual's arguments and, and are like actually influenced by the merits of the case presented before you. And like, just like going with your feeling too, whatever feels right to you. Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff, but, but like in your case, like as much as I would agree that like feeling does guide you, you also counter that with like, is it consistent with experience? Like if it feels something like you're going to test it against the world. And if the world says, no, you're like maybe a little off, you'll like be like, okay, like your conspiracy theories, like you Uh, maybe have some conspiracy theories, for example, that maybe you've like reined in a little bit or something. Maybe not. Like, I don't want to presume or anything, but regardless, there are certain things that like, you know, there's there's a difference between like I like and I think that that's a good balance to have like using emotion in a yeah. positive way but not being not letting it be totally unconstrained and saying like fuck the rest of the world like I'm going to believe what I'm going to believe and I'm going to feel what I'm going to feel and that's the way it is you're going to say okay this is what I feel and like I'm going to test it against the world if the world pushes back I'm going to like trying to understand why yeah to sum it all up it really comes down to just you know following your gut and then um uploading into your uploading information into your brain via books <laughs> you know like well i mean learning feedback, feedback and and you learning because what's crazy is like when i started like kind of thinking like there's something more to this this game that we call life there's something more here. And you read these, you start reading books and it's like, oh, wow, like, cool. This verbalizes stuff that I was thinking. Or this is like, oh, man, like, I kind of had this tiny little feeling about this. And this completely cracks it wide open. Like, oh, this, I don't really know about this. My experience, uh, I disagree or mm-hmm. I haven't yet. Or I can't really say 100% this is true. But just like taking the time to just like taking the time to acknowledge your own thoughts and reading mm. and just being open-minded. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also, I mean, it's very, who knows? I mean, this isn't like a, 
This didn't just happen yesterday. Like, this could have happened, I mean, 400 lifetimes ago, I could have been, like, a super ass bitter asshole. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> Bro, like, do you uh, do you believe in like what like what is your um kind of divergent from like the conversation about good and evil that we start off on? But like, I'm I'm just curious. Like, what is your under like what is your belief in? Yeah, dude, for life, sure. Like so life, like, like so the life that we live and so first of all before and so after. first of all nothing. <laughs> I mean, the deep questions here on Stream of Thought. N- Nothing, there is no death, there is no birth. These are all just transitions, you know? I mean, but there is death and there is birth at the same time, you know? Again, going back to, so the this world that we live in on this earth plane is a world of dichot- dichotomy and opposites and, you know, tall, small, in you know what I'm saying, and, you know... Um, Skinny, fat, black, white. The light side. Right, wrong. Things have to be one way or another. They can't be different things at the same time, right? But in reality, everything is different and everything is the same at the same time. Um, Going back to what I was saying before, like, there is no birth, there is no death. There are only transitions, but at the same time, there is birth and there is death. So, for example, take a seed, right? A seed is one form, right? Yeah. A seed is is one form. You plant that seed and you water it and give it sunshine. That seed dies and gives birth to a sprout, right? But the 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 essence of that thing was always there it never died or was it never was born it's always it's just changing form mm-hmm. right but saying something dies and is born is easy for us to identify so it, it's just changing form and the, it's a sprout and then that sprout transitions into you know a flower that buds that sprout form has quote unquote died mm. and given birth to this uh flower the flower then, you know, will wilter in the sun or wither in the sun. And the flower then, you know, quote unquote, dies. It dries out. But it just it just transitions and then a seed falls. And it's just a giant circle. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Same thing. Have you read 2001 A Space Odyssey? You've asked me this before. Oh, have I? Yeah. Okay. No. No? I have not. Yeah. So, um... I'm a firm believer that we're here. A lot of people say, you know, that Earth is like a, is a school. That we're here to to learn things. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Which could be true, but also, I kind of think that we are here. And I read this in a book, and I I never thought of this, but I'm reading this in this book, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, like. I need to sit back and I need to I need to think about this for a couple hours before I can continue. You know, but I read it in this book and it just makes sense too, but we're not necessarily here to learn, but to experience what we already know, you know, like knowing is one thing, experiencing is something else. Imagine so like God, this, you know, this 
we we see sometimes when people think of God, they think of him or her as like this separate entity. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah totally. But really, totally. we're all we're just little drops of this giant thing, just mm-hmm. like drops in an ocean. You know, the drop isn't the ocean, but it is the exact same. You know, molecular makeup and the essence is the exact mm-hmm. same. Yeah. You know, it's just a tiny, tiny form. Yes. So you have this force, God or Allah or Yahweh or or the universe or How just ecumenical the, or the, the force of life, yeah. right? Whatever you want to call it, knowing that it's that it's all loving and and just encompassing what we call goodness and everything like that. But to ex- how do you experience that? You experience it by experiencing its its things that contrast with that. Like people are always like, well, if, if God was so good, there wouldn't be natural disasters and people wouldn't be dying and there wouldn't be any disease. Well, you can't fully understand love and compassion if there isn't suffering. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's a dichotomy, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So... I, it is, yeah, that is the most cliche. That's the best I can yeah. do, just kind of having all these different... I'll have to collect my thoughts and structure them uh, a little better, but I didn't want to just keep talking and talking and talking. I kind of wanted no. to have an endpoint that operated inside some sort of parameters of the question that you asked. I, I thought that that was a very comprehensive yeah. perspective. And again, I mean, it goes back to, like, I think a lot of it, uh, is sort of just experiential, right? Like it's, and it's not just relational experiential. It's yeah. like, like the world, like how, how does, how does the world operate? You see life and death, you see, you know, national geographic and like, it's the same story over and over again, right? History repeats itself. Like there is nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. And so we see time and time again, like, you know, rebirth, death, rebirth, death, yeah. sort of uh, of the same essence, you know, that there is, you know, sort of a, a consistency to the constant cycle that we all experience. So, yeah, for like, sure. in a way that I, I totally understand that perspective. And there are plenty of theologians and, uh, sorry, theologians, theologians. theologians and philosophers out there who, like, really have some very um substantial works on exactly what it is that you're you're talking about right there so like it's it's a really valid perspective and it's really deep like that's like it's powerful right like it grounds you and it gives you like a sense of i know my place in the world yeah like a comfort right and that's for me that's the beauty of it it's like it it for me it doesn't it doesn't necessarily matter what a person believes in in their like understanding of the world as long as they believe something like not just blindly but like have have really searched and have really sought to understand like you know consistency like not just what they're told not just what they're taught but like challenge yourself like be like does this feel right to me like does this feel right with my relationship with the world, you know? Is there a consistency? Yeah. All people should strive to reach the top of the mountain. How they get there doesn't matter. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I mean, for me, my personal take is we... 
like we are temporary, right? Like right. We're, we're just passing through, right? We're, yeah. we're 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 a blip on the radar. We're a blip out of billions. You know, our planet is a blip out of billions, right? You know, I'm sure there are other planets with sentient life and and other people recording podcasts a billion miles away <laughs> called Stream of Thought. Yeah. <laughs> two jackasses yeah. sitting here late at night just yeah. uh, shooting the shit about philosophy. But you know. That that sort of impermanence is not meaningless. I, I think that that we're we're given these moments on in in this place and this time to like do something. Right. And I you know I feel like for me, I well, I was raised in a way to like always look for God. You know, like what is God calling me to do? And God is calling me to love others, like to build connections, to build relationships, and, and you know. It, if I'm if I'm doing that in one form or another, I tend to be the happiest. Yeah, for sure. And and so that that reinforces that behavior and and kind of kind of yeah. But yeah, I mean it's uh, you know I the tough part though is for like per, me personally, right? I am that I am. Like I, I I'm me, right? Like I'm a sentient, conscious right. human being. Like I'm looking through my eyes at you right now. Like I'm thinking like. I, I can't imagine, I can't fathom, like, not being, like, not having consciousness. Like, even when you're sleeping, right? Like, you, you're, when you're, when you're totally unconscious or whatever and not dreaming, like, you're not aware of it. But, like, even in dreams, there's an, a, a certain element of consciousness that's there. Like, I just can't. Imagine going going to sleep. Well, when one we day dream, and just not being when we when we dr- when I mean, we dream, that's us. Reme- that's us recall recollecting, not being in this physical so, pe- pe- world. Okay, well here's you know, and, it's our brain just kind of uncluttering as well. Yeah, and and maybe I'm not really describing it like very um, the best that I probably that should be. could. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm saying that in sort of comparison to. Those people who are like, when I die, I die. Like I'm just done. Like I, right? Like okay. I, I, I am no you. longer. My consciousness ceases, ceases to be. Like I'm not just. I'm not there anymore. Yeah. Like, I can't envision a world in which my who like who and what I am is no longer, and I'm just gone. Well, imagine There's this. Nothing, like, nothing. Uh, like I just can't. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know what you're saying. It's a leap too far. Like, I can believe a lot of things, but I just can't. I can't believe You want to hear something wild? When, um, uh, another, another thing that has helped that, I mean, by no means does somebody need to do this in order to get in touch with their inner self and and everything, but I... In my experience, when I've gotten, like, a little high and I'm in nature, it just helps me. I'm I'm just my, my, um, my awareness is just a little bit heightened, right? Yeah. And uh, also, this one time, when I did, uh, when I did acid several years ago, I did. I'm not kidding you. I do. Really? I took like two hits of acid, and uh, it was like one of the most. It was just one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. 
And I wasn't like, whoa, I wasn't like going crazy. Like all this shit's happening in my brain. And I'm just like, it was like system overload a little bit because the next day it's just like your brain can't process all the details that it's taking in. But I remember like hallucinating. I'm like in this, it's weird because like you hallucinate, but at the same time you're not. Yeah. It, It was really weird. But I remember like I was in this, I was in this I had this out-of-body experience, and I'm, I'm in this waiting room, and there's, like, these different doors. And it was, like, you open one door, for example, and it's, like, the universe, and you open up another door, and it goes into, like, a forest, and you open up it. So, like, it's these different dimensions. Is it, like, really visceral? And I don't really remember it too much, but I, the part that I do remember is sitting there in, like, this... It, it was like a waiting room, and I was with other entities. I couldn't – I just knew I was with other entities. I can't tell you if they, if they took, like, human form or if they even had, f- like, faces. I just knew that there were other things like me there. And the weirdest thing was I felt like I had been there before. I, I, it felt very familiar to me. Mm. And it was just like, mm-hmm. it was just like, mm. what the fuck? Like, mm. this is so weird. It didn't scare me, but it was just like odd. Like, I've been here before. This is very familiar. That is an interesting way to describe it. Was an acid so wow. weird. And you're just yeah. like, and and yeah. people people that don't get it, you know, like people that don't get it will hate on you and be like, oh, you were just on acid. Like, oh, duh. like no, you don't. No, this was fucking real. Like I remember too, um, like uh, being looking at the corner of a room and thinking like I could probably take this corner and pull it like a. Uh, like a like a sheet from on a table, like a tablecloth or something like that, okay. right? And um, this was so long ago, I can't really remember. But I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm I I maybe am hallucinating because of this acid or these things that I'm. And the hallucination doesn't just go with the eyes; it's like the feeling too. Like just you're in touch with things with these senses outside of the five physical senses, and I'm just like. People can make fun of me all they want, whatever. What I'm experiencing is fucking real. This is this is real. And I'm just in tune with these senses that you're not normally in tune with. And, okay, so, and I, I will say that, like, experiencing mind-altering, like, whatever, if you are able to return to a normal way of, like, thinking and oh, being yeah. or whatever, like, and are able to bring those experiences back with you and aren't just like, no, oh, I was like... Right, oh, right, right, yeah. Or whatever, but truly, like, uh, are curious uh, about the experience and, like, are, are, like, you know, just very aware of what's going on in your own mind while the experience is happening. And yeah. then afterwards, you reflect on that in a way that... Um, tries to put it in perspective. It's constructive, and yeah. It is constructive and builds upon that. It's like, okay, well, I didn't know my mind could operate in, in that particular way and, like, offer a different way that I never knew that I could see the world And that's what, like, dude, I'm a firm, whatever the case is. I, like, 
it's it's hard to it's, believe things that where there's no proof or you don't experience it yourself. But like that's what I think. Like you see these Buddhist monks like meditating for hours, not moving a single fucking muscle, and it's like they have tr- they have somehow been able to train their brain, access their brain, just on their own without any altering drugs or without like just. I'm a firm believer they can have taught themselves to access that part of the brain because the brain is the most powerful powerful machine on the fucking planet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and we haven't trained ourselves to <laughs> fully, you know uh, what? Utilize you, it. You just explained why I am so gullible is because nothing is out of the realm of possibility. And so nothing when, is impossible. When somebody says something like outrageous, like, how could you believe that? Like, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not yeah. just messing with you kind of thing, which I have had yeah. Victor <laughs> a couple of times. It's like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to believe you because nothing is out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. It's like, I am just naturally like, nothing is going to phase me. If you tell me you fucking like murdered, yeah, uh, uh, Krusty the Clown. Right. Like, well, <laughs> I don't know. That's a little ridiculous, but really, like, yes. But uh, if yeah, someone says like, "Dude, I was sitting there, I was really angry, and I and I slammed my fist on the table, and every object on the table just went flying in different directions, like a giant force." Like that, I don't know. It's just my like my reaction. We are an extension of the fucking universe and of you know God and all these different things. That people just don't realize the power that like human beings have, being a human being. Correct. Yes, but again, as you test your your experience against reality, yes, like you also have to abide by like physics, and it's like, yeah, I may have had the, I may have believed that I had the experience that everything went flying in different directions, but like physics dictates that's not possible, and so you have to say on a certain level, like physics and reality have to intersect with your personal experience and you have to say well what in that personal experience was real and what was imaginary and it's like well it it can blur the lines for sure but i think that there are ways that it can be constructive because you can say like just knowing that like an object is not going to move from there to there if i go like that on no. the table like or whatever the case is is just like knowing basic things and saying okay, what I'm experiencing can't possibly physically, from a science perspective, from a way that the universe operates, like, I'm not, like, the only, like, I'm not Jesus. Like, I'm right. not, like, the, the savior right. who's experiencing something, like, you know, um, that there has to be another explanation. Do you believe that of the, what what was it, uh, of the uh, numbers that we've, for the population, 7.6 billion people on the planet right now? 7.3 billion people like of the seven point seven and a half billion people out there. Do you believe that there is one person out there who could move stuff with their hand, with their mind? You know what I'm saying? Oh, levitate that's a something? good question. That, that is probably one of the great mysteries of the world. Is that maybe. Well, I don't know how, like, it's, it, we don't know. How. I'm just trying to say. Yeah, but the the thing is though, like anomalies, like yeah, it it would be very weird if something like that happened, but not impossible, right? That's all that I'm trying to say. Like <laughs>